You obviously know Kung Fu. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Guy the Silver Green. I was a stunt double for Black Panther and Captain America Civil War, along with a couple other cool things. And you're listening to the Kung Fu Drive-In. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. Joining me tonight is actor, martial artist, stuntman for such blockbusters as Captain America Civil War, where he played the stunt double for the Black Panther himself, uh, and other super cool projects, which we'll get into, but Guy Da Silva. Guy, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with the Kung Fu Driving Podcast tonight. Oh yeah, thanks for having me, to be honest. You know, I'm not that, I'm not that, that important or cool, so it's pretty cool that somebody wants to listen to me or ask oh. me questions. <laughs> no, so so first of all what do they say there are no small parts right only small players yes i might be a small player though so i don't know <laughs> i don't know looking at your filmography there's nothing small about that brother uh thank you thank you <laughs> no but um we actually have a lot in common uh you are uh, an east coast kid you work for marvel uh, you have a uh, an incredible physique, and you're super handsome. Uh, I'm an East Coast kid, and I work for Marvel. The other two, not so much, but we're practically twins. Yeah, I think we could call <laughs> each other. I think that's something we can do. We're we're East Coast twins. You know? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, but uh, you are uh, Brazil-born and New York-bred. No, I'm actually New York-born and New York-bred. Oh, okay, okay. When did you go to Brazil? I went to Brazil when I was like... When I was a when I was a baby, back when my whole well, there was a good portion of my family still living there, and now all my family has come over to the states. So I think I have like one or two cousins left in Brazil, but that's about gotcha, it. Gotcha. How long uh, were you in New York before you uh, headed out west? Okay, so I graduated high school in New York. Yep. And right after high school, I made a trip to LA. Nice. And then within. A year, I moved to LA. Wow. Yeah. So, like, right out of high school. I guess I was 19 years old. <laughs> and uh, we were talking a little bit about this uh, before we started recording, but uh, uh, it's days like this in the winter that you don't miss New York so much, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not a man of cold weather. I am <laughs> definitely tropical. I like it warm and humid. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a little punk when it comes to the, the cold. <laughs> but snowman, you don't miss snowman. We didn't really, like. I grew up in Harlem, so it's like there's no snow that you would <laughs> right. want to like play with, really. Right, right, right. You got you know? the uh, the the uh, dirty slush and the uh, yeah, every yeah. Now and then that yellow snow, right? The yellow <laughs> snow, man. That yellow snow. <laughs> All right, let's get off the yellow snow. <laughs> let's yeah. go to your filmography. Um, your filmography is definitely a, a comic geek, a, a sci-fi geek, a, an adventure junkie's dream. You've worked on all kinds of stuff, a lot of Marvel movies, Deadpool, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America Civil War, TV stuff, Legion, Lucifer, all over the place. How did you get involved in the whole stunt world to begin with? Ooh, okay. 
so when I first came out here to Los Angeles, there's a gym called White Lotus at the time. It's now Jam, Joining All Movement. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's known for having a lot of some people going there working out during the day sessions. And I was a loser who didn't really have much of a life uh, when I first moved out here. <laughs> so I just trained. I trained every day. I, I was going to the open gym sessions at 12 o'clock. I was going to the open gym sessions at 8.30 p.m. So I was doing like two days. I was going going hard because I was young and had all this, all this energy. You just get around those kind of people, I guess. And I've always wanted to do like fight scenes. I always wanted to be Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, uh, Donnie Yen. I always wanted to do that kind of stuff. Wesley Snipes, uh, if you want to go closer to somebody that looks like us, looks like me. Right, right. And I was like, oh, well, how can I start doing this kind of stuff? And it turned out there was a bunch of people that were in the indie world doing fight scenes. Vlad, uh, Rimberg, and uh, back in New York, there was like John True. And so I got to shoot fight scenes every now and then for fun. And I decided like, oh, I want to actually pursue this. I actually want to do like, this is, you can get paid to do this. I want to, you know, get paid to, to punch and kick, you know? <laughs> so I started making YouTube videos, um, just being a part of them working with people like Thousand Pounds, working with Vlad, working with Manny. Manny's actually the first person that taught me how to do a Hong Kong spin. It was pretty cool. Cool. So, yeah, I did that, and I guess it caught some people's eye. Some people at the gym who are friends of mine were working on a film, a Marvel film, Winter Soldier, and they were like, hey, we need a guy that can do this particular stunt which was like a hong kong into over like a a four foot high railing into glass and they're like oh we got the kid that can do it they showed the video and they're like hey you want to come in i was like sure i definitely want to come in and then now ever since then that was the start so tom harper i gotta give him big ups for giving me a shot james young and aaron tony and chris brewster for vouching for a young dude and being like yeah he, he can do it that's cool. Now, let me just backtrack for a second because the stunt involved you going over a, a railing and into some glass. At no point did you stop and go, man, I could get hurt. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think about that stuff. The only time I, like, I can probably say it, that feeling comes in is when I'm doing like high fall stuff because hmm. I don't like heights that much. But it, I don't let it stop me from jumping. I just I think about it and, I, and it makes me grumpy for a bit. <laughs> But because <laughs> that's a lot to be thinking about, you know, I can't sleep, you know, it's just like, oh, well, I got to make sure I do this right. If I don't do this right, then this will happen. All this stuff goes through my head. And then finally, when we get up there, it's fine. It's, it's, it's like after the first two or three jumps, it's like, oh, I'm not going to die. Cool. Let's have fun. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> now, you talked a little bit about uh, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee and, and Donnie Yen and Wesley Snipes and all that as being influences, at least. Did you have martial arts training? Yes, uh, I did Taekwondo pretty much my whole life, uh, as well as Capoeira. My dad introduced me to Taekwondo, and the story, which I'll keep this myth going, uh, <laughs> okay. is that when I was like around two years old, he found me in his like in his man cave. There was a his Taekwondo trophy from the Air Force, and I was imitating the really bad sidekick. <laughs> And he said from that moment on, he knew that that's what I was going to be doing. And he was right. Uh, I've gone nonstop since then. 
had a huge, I actually probably still have a huge like addiction and love for Bruce Lee and everything he does. Um, I actually have more than three of his books and it's probably doubles of each one. (laughs) I, I just, yeah, that's just literally how it's all begun, I guess, is from that little sidekick in that trophy room. <laughs> so Taekwondo and uh, Capoeira, how long have you been studying uh, Capoeira? Capoeira, um, on and off, I have to I have to be honest here, because of the fact that my brother and my cousin are amazing at Capoeira. Like, ridiculously amazing. Like, running New York City amazing. And that kind of was like, oh, cool, you guys are really good at that. I'm going to go and try to be really good at something else because we don't <laughs> have three people being good at the same shit. <laughs> so I tra- I still I still have all the movements. I still practice them, but I don't train as hard as I would say that I train everything else that I do. It's such a beautiful martial art. I haven't been exposed to it uh, in terms of trying it out or anything like that. But uh, I can Oh, we got to change that. We got to change that. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah, I'm, you're I'm, in New York, right? I am in New York. Yeah, you should go to my brother's class. I'll set that up. At oh, least sweet class. Yeah, you guys should you should check him out. Oh, that'd be great. If uh, if you can do that, I'll I'll uh, have him on the show and and show what kind of damage I do to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first the first couple of days you're going to be doing damage to yourself. Yeah. Right? No, I. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I've only been doing martial arts for about a year now, uh, so I'm, I'm a little on the older side, but uh, I took it up uh, and I got my daughters to, to join in with me. So um, I, I, I love it. I, I've thrown myself into it and I'm, I'm studying hard and I'm, I'm training and I'm practicing. But uh, now that uh, I've been doing it, uh, appreciating all those other martial arts and seeing the, the variety of movement and what you can will your body to do all of that is really uh, inspiring it's cool but, martial arts is cool as shit man <laughs> you've taken it to the extreme though because you've actually done tricking yeah i got into the whole tricking world fairly early too i can i, I can say like i'm part uh i can kind of almost be a part of the like second generation wow which is pretty, you know, the the time where we're still messing up everything. When Double Cork was like, oh, wow, you, you could do a double, like, only, like, four people in the world did Double Cork. Now it's like they're doing, like, four spins in the air. Oh, my goodness. It's, I'm so happy I don't trick now. I'm, like, not in the tricking world as hard as I was back then. Because <laughs> there's so many things that you have to do to be considered good now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Scary. the uh, the guys that I see now that are doing the uh, the hardcore tricking, I don't understand how their bodies stay in one piece with the uh, explosions that they have to do just to get themselves around into yeah. those pretzel shapes. Oh my goodness, duct tape! They, they definitely. <laughs> <laughs> now back to the the stunt work that you you do um, to be effective and uh, in demand in the stunt world. I assume you have to constantly be in shape. How do you? Keep up your conditioning. I, tr- I try to train every day still. I've picked up things to, to like make it new and fun. I'm not very big on like going to the gym and lifting weights. Mm. I can spend, I, I'll spend like 30 minutes tops in the gym and more than likely it's just me on the elliptical and doing some dance moves. But, um, so I do like jujitsu. I train Brazilian jujitsu now. For a while, I was actually like super into it. I was like, I'm going to compete and was competing and was super like 
over the top with that um, for a little bit. And had a little, I had my little, my little sprint into it, and I was like, "Whoa, I need to slow down because you can't become a professional jujitsu fighter." So I kind of slowed. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, this is one part of my let's. This is getting a little too 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 hectic." So I, I mix it up with doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu three times a week, hopefully, and um, then I kick with Vlad almost three times a week as well. I have a pull-up bar. I have kettlebells all at home, just just that way. Like if anything, I like if I find myself sitting down. For a little too long, I, I get a little antsy, so I just do at least like a couple squats, some pull-ups, you know, little things here and there. But mainly, just try to stay active. I play soccer. Uh, I'm a captain of a futsal team. Yeah, you know, just cool. keeping it keeping it fresh. <laughs> you mentioned very briefly dancing, uh, and in looking at your background, you danced with Chris Brown for a while. I did. I did. That's what I was doing for the first two years three years of me living out here in los angeles i was dancing behind chris so i barely was ever here and when i was here i was stuck in rehearsal every day including saturday and sundays from 8 p.m eight i mean 8 a.m to 8 p.m wow yeah they ran me they ran me ragged <laughs> well uh, if anybody has seen chris brown dance you know that that dude is some serious serious moves so to be able to dance with Chris Brown and hold your own, you you can't suck. No, but I did before. I did suck at some point. <laughs> and they were sure to let me know I sucked, so I had to pull up. Um, <laughs> I had to pull up really sure. I, uh, I had to go. As, I had to treat it like how I treat martial arts. I had to really look at it and really put 150% into learning the steps and doing it properly and trying to keep up with the amazing dancers that he did have on his tour as well. Like I was definitely the weakest link on the, on the team at the beginning. And I just, luckily I had people like Rich and Tone who were the choreographers, Fly Styles as well, just really pushing me, you know, maybe I felt like they were at the time pushing me way too hard, but looking at it, it's like, well, shit you were able to get on stage and you were able to hold your own on stage for the, for three years because of them so i thought that was that that at the end you, you look at it like oh well yeah then yeah. i guess him yelling at me is it was worth it I <laughs> that's guess. awesome <laughs> did you ever see the uh the worlds of martial arts and dance crossing over at any point there were a little bit like in in film in film it, with the people that you worked with because you know some dancers or some martial artists do dance some dancers do martial arts to stay li limber and loose do you, do you see any of that yeah um there, there's a couple of us out here that that like to mix all move that I, I like to call myself more of a move a movement artist rather than just a martial artist because um i, I like exploring all types of movement i've been i did gymnastics i did you know taekwondo i did capoeira i did breaking i did hip-hop i did all these different all these different things and you run into a bunch of people that end up being into the same kind of stuff there's a lot of b-boys that are martial artists uh which is really cool especially me venturing into the whole brazilian jiu-jitsu world i'm so happy as well as pleasantly surprised that there are so many like b-boys and and guys really incorporating their movements in in such an effective way in a martial art 
So that's really cool. Um, I remember there was a Raging Phoenix movie, the, the movie that they did. Yeah, they, they were trying to incorporate breakdancing and uh, Muay Thai, mm-hmm. I guess. That was really cool for me to see at, 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 at the young age that I was when it came out. Um, especially around that time, because I was like, oh, uh, you know, street dancing in New York was pretty big. I was a part of that movement for a little bit. And yeah, it, it was like, oh, well, you know, there's, it, it, it's so crazy how they both can kind of just, well, I guess it's not crazy. It kind of makes sense. You learn how to move your body in one way. You can demand it to move a different way just by constant work and, and, and studying. Yeah. Uh, it's, I spoke to one of your colleagues recently, Yuji Okamoto. Oh, he, that you can't put us in the same category. He is way, way, <laughs> way above me. Where we are not colleagues. He is like he's the boss, and I'm like the janitor. Okay. <laughs> that man. That man's amazing, though. Yuji is probably one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. It's very cool. It's really cool having him on the show. Um, but we talked about uh, a project that he's uh, he's working with uh, with you guys on. Um, yeah, the Paper Tigers. Yeah, the Paper Tigers. Yeah, three kung fu students grow up uh, into middle age and come together to avenge their uh, sifu. How'd you get involved with that project? A friend of mine, uh, Ken Kitagua. He is, I, I think, he's the fight choreographer on the film as well. And he was like, hey, man, there's this project I'm doing with a bunch of my guys. This is the director, Bao. Uh, he's going to send, yeah, he's going to send you a, uh, a, a email with some stuff that they want you to do. Just send it in uh, and come in. And I sent him, I sent him the, the audition tape that my friend uh, Fernando Chen uh, helped me shoot. And I guess they liked it. I didn't look horrible on camera. So they brought me in to see what I look like in person. Hopefully I look the same. And I ended up getting it, which was really cool because I got to work with um, Yoshi Sidarso and Peter Sidarso. And me and Yoshi know each other from filming indie stuff out here in Los Angeles and training at Jam and stuff like that. So it was really cool to, to get to work with everybody again. But yeah, Ken is the reason why I got connected with all those people. When you read the script for the project, uh, were you taken with the story? Were you excited to be part of it? Yeah, um, I really like this. I, I really like the story. I like the character Jimmy, who I played. I was kind of sad that like I'm not going to be the 40 year old version. I'm going to be the 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 teen version. The the young guys, the the primers and. I, I was like, oh, I was trying to, I was like, oh, this, 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 and this, and, and knowing everything that's happening before, like, it was kind of a, a cool experience, you know, because uh, you're trying to build a character, you're trying to, trying to bring it to life from the page, and you're trying also not to anticipate what's going to happen, because you already know what the future is, so that was really fun. What was it like working with that kind of fight choreography? Uh what was the training like? Because, I mean, you're working with guys like Roger Yuan and Ken Kitagoa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Roger, again, Roger is another one of, one of those godly, godlike people in, in life that, you, that, you run, that you're lucky to run into. 
they wanted everything to be pretty much a winner. So we shot everything like a winner because it's supposed to be like found footage on a camcorder. And so it was just a lot of reps. Um, luckily, we were allowed to pace it out how we needed to pace it out. It was very much like it's similar to I would I would say like how the movements between Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee were, where it's like there's there's feints, there there there's little tells here and there that there's little story plot, start, little story little things inside of the fight that gets you time to breathe. So there wasn't really like any oh god I need to catch my breath, slow down, slow down. It wasn't any of that kind of stuff. So it was, it was so that allowed it to be really fun. So because we got enough space to breathe and play um, within the in the space of the choreography. What kind of projects uh, attract you? Uh, is there a certain type of project that uh, when you when you see it come across your desk, you're like, I, I got to get involved with that? Um, anything that is related to, I guess, comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big uh, comic book video game. I'm 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 big on all all nerdum. I'm I'm all about it. I read a lot. I, I play a lot. I love it. And uh, I try to be a part of whichever ones that I guess would allow me to be a part of them right now with how my body is and what, what, what I know I can do. I'm definitely looking more to action adventure because it's like, well, you got this body. Let's, let's see how long you could break it up um, <laughs> before you got to start sitting down and doing a drama. Uh, <laughs> Fair <laughs> you know? enough. So that's that. that I it, it's all about like um, a good story. It's it, it, as long as the story is being told. That that's pretty much it for me. And you've worked with some cool people. Some uh, previous guests of mine, Vlad Rimberg for one, uh, Noel Flader, uh, guys like that. Do you consider the people that you're going to work with uh, as part of that whole package before you sign on with a project? At times, yeah. I I, I learned, especially from Civil War. And being after working on the working with Marvel a lot, I, I realized how important it is to work with people that you actually get along with and like. Because in life, not everybody is going to get along. You know, we can all get the job done, but it doesn't mean that we're all going to have fun every every waking second of it. And when those times aren't fun, you want to be around good people that understand. Like, hey, I get it. What you're going through is not fun, and we're we're going to do this together. So I look at that a lot more now. I, I need to make sure that, like, especially if it comes to stunts, I have to make sure that the fight coordinator is somebody who's down to to look out for me. You know, um, there's a lot of I, I can't. I'm not going to name anybody because I can't think of anybody to name at the moment. But there's a lot of um, coordinators and and people who are in higher positions that really don't care about your physical and mental well-being while working on such a such a physically and mentally demanding job that is required of you to do in stunts you know um it's not humanly natural for somebody to just jump off of a building and we're being asked to do that seven 15 times maybe 150 times uh in one day. So it's, you know, I, I feel like that's super important. Who's around you. Um, other than that, I really don't have that big of a, as a some person, I don't have any like say on, Oh, well, you know, 
this director oh you guys should have just got i only work with steven spielberg or, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't really get that kind of clout so it so other than that it's just really just picking like what what kind of boss i want to work with yeah yeah you mentioned uh being a bruce lee fan were you a fan of just kung fu films in general like the stuff before bruce lee even yeah so it's it all started with Bruce Lee, and then I found all the stuff pre-Bruce Lee. So I was like, oh, okay, so this is Shaw Brothers, and this is, you know, these are this is Wu Ping's films, these are, uh, this is Samo's stuff, and I was, and you slowly gained that knowledge, but it first started with Bruce. My dad was a big Bruce Lee. And it's funny. All right, so my dad... He he was the one that introduced me to Bruce Lee, and it turns out that that's all he knew. He didn't know that there was anything before Bruce Lee. He didn't know that there was anything after Bruce Lee. <laughs> turns out my dad only has seen like maybe one Jackie Chan movie in his life. Wow! And I'm like, are you are you kidding me? So now I'm trying to reeducate him. It's crazy. <laughs> As a person of color, you had a few people that looked like you in that whole kung fu film genre. I guess you didn't have a lot of them in the in the martial arts world to look up to. Did that ever enter your mind uh, when you took up martial arts? Because, you know, as you said, you wanted to be Bruce Lee. Yeah, I, it wasn't like it's crazy because the whole like identity uh, through skin complexion didn't hit me till I got into like my 20s. Oh, OK. Maybe, maybe sooner. But when it came to like doing martial arts and stuff like that, it didn't matter. It, it didn't look like it it mattered and i never really noticed like oh there's no black people in this hong kong film or you know like oh there is a black guy there's a black like you would sell like oh cool there there's who's that guy you know and he would just get beat up by donnie in or something and it was like oh okay so i never really was like oh damn we need we need more people that look like me to be in it until I got old enough to be like, I want to be the guy that people that look like me look up to. Right. And luckily we have like people like Michael Chai White, who's an amazing martial artist. And I heard he's an amazing person. Wesley Snipes. We, 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 we have a couple people represented coming through, you know, it just feel like maybe there, there should be like maybe one or two more. I could be one of those two. I, I fully expect it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. We'll see what happens. Well, who would be your inspirations then in terms of uh, one, martial arts, and two, uh, action film stars? Okay. Martial arts-wise, when it comes to film, I would definitely want to be as impactful as Jackie Chan has to, to the whole action. Like He created action comedy and, and made it what we consider to be Jackie Chan film. You know, weapon improvisation, his, his musicality, his, his homage to Buster Keaton and the and the greats, and also kind of want the success of a success better than Dwayne the Rock Johnson because mm. he is. I wish he was my father. He's probably one of the coolest guys in the world, and yeah, I definitely aim to do better than him at some point. So those are like my two, Jackie Chan and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. If you had a dream project that you could bring to life, say you have the resources, you have the budget, you have the people, what uh, would you bring to the, the big screen? Ooh. I would probably want to redo 
I probably want to redo The Last Dragon. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I would want to redo The Last Dragon. I think that there's a lot of great ideas that they had in, in the original, in The One. But I felt like they could have touched more on the whole idea of Bruce Leroy. I felt like this is my rant. I'm going to give you guys my rant. Oh, do it. Do it. <laughs> I feel like the only thing that made Bruce Lee, uh, Leroy Green, Bruce Leroy, was just the fact that he wore the clothes and he made the weird noise, which turns out to be an audio dub that wasn't Bruce. Right. I think that they could have delved more in. He didn't do any, he didn't do Jeet Kune Do. He didn't teach Jeet Kune Do. He did Goju. That was his art, uh, which is not the same. There was very little in the idea of what it meant to be like a black exploitation Bruce Lee. Um, I feel like there, there's definitely things you could take from Bruce as a person and make a character out of it and do. And, and I felt like they just didn't do that. And that's just based off of the time period. And it's still an amazing film. I, I watch, I can literally watch that film at least five times every year. I, I still watch that movie. So it's not a bad film at all. I just think that they could do a little bit more on the whole paying homage to Bruce Lee via and how he related to the black community. Wow, you went deep on that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yo, everybody was doing martial arts. Everybody. Yeah. There, oh, was a, yeah. there, there was a time when, like, you couldn't walk down the street without somebody throwing a punch or a kick, you know, or thinking they were the, like, like they were the next Kung Fu master. And that really could have – I didn't get to – grow up in that time but i'm sure that had a huge transformation over new york city you know over spanish harlem the bronx harlem like if everybody's got a fro and is throwing round kicks and side kicks at each other like that sounds like a good time (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you i did grow up in that time it really was a case where everybody was Kung Fu Fighting. That song was very, very true to life at during that time. Uh, Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock in the New York City metro area was church for a lot of us. Yeah. Because you sat down in front of the TV, you got that hour and a half, two hours of, of Kung Fu movies, you know, and uh, you, you were upset when you got that Abbott and Costello movie after that first Kung Fu one because you're like, man, what happened? <laughs> what happened to my double feature? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you, yeah. That I, I, I kind of, I want to see that world. I want to. I, I think that world should be explored, and and we should see it. So I want to be a part of bringing that to life. Uh, well, speaking about that, what do you think about the way that martial arts is being handled in film today? Because I, I'll, I'll say from my perspective that I, I don't know that Hollywood is ready to embrace martial arts movies. If they're just strictly called martial arts movies, they'll hide it. They'll hide it in John Wick. Oh, yeah. They'll hide it in Jason Bourne. They'll hide it in Atomic Blonde and all that stuff. But what do you think about the way that it's being portrayed now? I don't think there's really any good martial arts films out there at the moment that Hollywood's producing. And I think it's mainly because they just, it's action. The whole thing is action. It's all about how much money and how grand it is. And with martial art films, you don't need that much. Like people love the raid, but it's not a martial arts film. It's action film. When uh, I think Jet Li said something really amazing. Don't quote me because it's not, it's not, it's probably not exactly what he said, but he was saying how like 
there's a difference between action films with martial arts and martial art films. And it was cool because he's, he, he's pretty much saying like it's, it's about the lifestyle and the stories that he does that are considered martial art films are talking about the lifestyles in which uh, a martial arts lives. And it's talking about the ideologies of martial arts, whereas it's just used as a tool in today's movies of action. So I think that we're, I would hope to say that maybe within the next like five years, we'll, we'll get to where we get a f- our first like real Hollywood martial arts film, which just, which actually takes a look at the, the ideologies and the philosophies of being a martial arts and what that entails in, in walking through life. Not just a guy who is an amazing assassin who uses martial arts to take out his opponents and shoot his guns, you know? Right. We have a couple of TV shows that might be uh, leaning towards that direction. Into the Badlands, uh, Iron Fist tried it for a little while. Uh, not the best representation, in my opinion, but they messed up that so bad. They messed that up so bad. I I was so excited for Iron Fist, and I was just like, "Come on!" But you know, the guys they gave the best they they did the best they could with what they had, and can't really fault them for it. I love Into the Badlands. I can't believe I, that skipped over. But that TV show is probably the best. I guess we're getting that shows where we are right now when it comes to the idea of martial arts and putting it on film as a whole, not just as a movement aspect. So yeah, kudos to, I I hope we get more like that. Um, It's just going to be hard. Well, actually maybe now because the way how Hollywood's going with all the minor, with the movement towards hiring uh, Asian uh, American actors and uh, giving people of color more of a chance. We're 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 bound to see another kung fu come out. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna. I think they're doing a, a movie, a TV show called Warrior. That's like it's supposed to be Bruce Lee's brainchild. That's now finally coming into full fruition, and I'm excited to see what that does because I'm sure there's no way in hell they're gonna do that, and it's not gonna have his his philosophies and his idea of what it means to be a martial artist and, and a man walking through this world or a woman walking through this world. Um, and with such a, with such a tool added to your, to your yeah. belt. And I know there's a, there's at least one more, uh, coming from Netflix with Wu assassins. Oh yeah, that's right. Wu assassins. That's with eco, right? Eco wise. Yeah. Lewis Tan's in that, uh, Catherine Winnick and a bunch of other, uh, actual martial artists. So, Oh, that's going to be fun. So, yeah, look at that. I don't know that much. <laughs> I'm excited then. So uh, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. Uh, big screen, I, I hope it, it comes I hope it comes sooner than I think it is. But I think like two to five years on the big screen is going it, to take a minute. Uh, but it's showing up as much as it is now on television is, is, is a great tell, is a great sign that things are coming. All right, uh, let's do a quick lightning round. All right. All right, so here's what I'm going to throw out a question. Try not to think about it too long. Just give me the first answer that comes to your head. Okay. Here we go. Uh, New York pizza or California burritos? New York pizza. <laughs> What's your favorite martial arts move? Spinning hook kick. What is your favorite dance move? Uh, the worm. <laughs> <laughs> Can you still do the worm? No, but it was the first thing that came to my head when I thought <laughs> the dance. 
Because I'll tell you, I, I tried to do that not that long ago, and I was like, I, I used to be able to do this. I can't even, I can't whip my legs up anymore. <laughs> That's great. I got to actually see if I can do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do some research, and I'll, I'll get back to you on what happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, who would win in a pizza eating contest, you or Vlad Rimberg? Me, without a doubt. <laughs> Vlad can't hang. Vlad, Vlad, Vlad can hang, but can't hang. <laughs> he's uh, He's got a little one to take care of now, so I'm sure he's trying to cut down on that pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> More pizza for me. Perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of which, what is your favorite pizza topping? I don't need any toppings. Just cheese. <laughs> Extra cheese or just cheese? Just cheese. A regular plain slice. If you can make a good plain slice, you know how to make pizza. <laughs> Where's the best plain slice in New York? Prince Street Pizza. Oh, nice. All right. And the uh, last lightning round question, uh, and it's a trick question, so I hope you get it right. But what is your favorite podcast about kung fu, martial arts, movies, and entertainment? Oh, this awesome podcast called The Kung Fu Driving. You know? <laughs> I, you know, I get my fix. I, I get to listen. <laughs> hear all my friends on here talk. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'll ever get a chance to to be on this podcast and boom here i am today dreams <laughs> dreams come true nice awesome all right what is next for gita silver green what is what's coming down the the pipe from you right now we got some projects coming up i can't talk about them yet mm, but there's some I hate, I hate hearing that <laughs> i know can't can't talk about it but there's some good ones um there's some stuff coming out with me acting uh which is going to be really cool um, outside of Paper Tigers, and hopefully the journey into becoming an actor continues, and I can share my my love and inspiration to everybody. Is that the end game for you to do much more of that right up on screen acting? Yeah, that with uh, some producing. I, I have. I feel like there's definitely. I would love to be one of the people that pushes uh, martial art films into Hollywood, uh, the big screen. And um, you know, just to I I, I want to perform for the rest of my life, and I, you can't do that being a stunt guy. So, right. well, where can uh, where can fans and and casting directors go to find out more about you and your work? IMDb slash Gita Silva Green, or you can f- follow me on Instagram, uh, Gx De Silva. I'm pretty I pretty much respond to almost everybody. That's not spam or doesn't look like spam. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much open. You can holler at me. That's awesome. Do you have a, a YouTube channel? I don't. I don't have a YouTube channel that I'm proud to show to people. So, <laughs> all right. <but> if, <laughs> so for anybody out there that wants to see uh, Guy as a dancer and some of his reels, there are videos all over the place. You just gotta search for Guy Da Silva. There's some cool videos with him and Chris Brown in it, so you can see some of the moves that he puts down. And guys, he's got moves, so be be prepared. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, you're on Instagram. Uh, I know you're on, um, are you on Twitter? I don't even, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. Uh, Guy Silva back. Awesome. So I will put all of those links, uh, to your socials in the show notes so you can follow along with him. Um, great stuff. He's doing some great work out there and, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the paper tigers to see more of your acting right up on camera and, uh, best of luck with all the stuff you got going on. I hope to see much more of you soon. Hey, I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time to listen to me rant and maybe mumble around your questions. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's so great having you on. And uh, again, best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to hear this and cringe at my voice. Big thanks to Guy De Silva for joining the show. It's always good to see some East Coast talent doing some good things out there. And Guy's going to be in the Paper Tigers, which is currently in production, but you can also catch him on TV in shows like Lucifer and Legion or in the movies. I mean, pick a Marvel movie, chances are he's in it. But like we mentioned before, he was the Black Panther stunt double in Captain America Civil War, so you can check that out. Otherwise, visit him on all his socials. I'll leave those in the show notes. Let him know that you're visiting courtesy of the Kung Fu Driving Podcast. I know my boy JR down in Texas might have some choice words for him because he said he would remake The Last Dragon if he could, and JR's a big Bruce Leroy fan, so I'm going to be interested to see how he responds to that. And please remember to stop by all my socials as well and check out the Castaways hashtag on Twitter for some of my indie podcasting buddies. Now, for all you Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter fans, both the Cult 45 podcast and the Home Video Hustle podcast covered the respective films, so go check them out as well. Until next time, Poison Clan. Peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. On the hands, running down the thousand stairs The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands With the fearless idea, they're roaming over the land Yeah, the little bitch soldier is old and wiser He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars Fight for the cars, then pass, hear the blast On the end, back kicks will defeat the outlaws Very good, but boards don't hit back Yeah, the death jewels here, David D is coming back The Tai Chi master, Jet Li's even faster The channel little Drink because he is the drunken master Once upon a time a shiner Rosamund Kwan is real fine But see Maggie Chung is finer Golden Swallow has arrived Chan Chi movies will the hero will survive We've got the brave archer Make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black Cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying to kill them all So stand back You place the black magic on the soul of the sword And our sword will travel until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaol in the mighty style Yeah defeat the enemy me and watch you run for miles Blood will spill now on the mountain tops When we bring back the soul of the legendary pops Welcome to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we're getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war, we smash the place up with a dragon claw. See it's a game of death, yo, you're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slashing blood is just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the bone stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma just in yellow, but she is in the dragon But in the tea rooms, that's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the wall No fear at all, to kill them all There's always blood spilled when you head into a war Fearless, unleashed the fist of legend that the car jet leave 
I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumble in the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Welcome to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine, we get it drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's one We smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, belly for some action Drink a little wine